0: This morning's reading is from Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 to 17. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all in perfect together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you, richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns and songs from the spirit singing it to god with gratitude in your hearts and whatever you do whether in word or deed do it all in the name of the lord jesus giving thanks to god the father through him this is the word of the lord
1: father we love your presence we love being in your community we love worshipping you, and uh, I pray that you would pour your spirit out on us as we look at your word together, that we would understand more of who you are and who we are in your eyes. In your name I pray, amen. 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 Please have a seat. Good morning. So this morning we are are looking at the theme of gentleness. It's uh, number eight of our nine fruits of the spirit. Uh, so this is the penultimate one, and we're looking at gentleness this morning. <coughs> Before we uh, talk about it, I, we need to understand what the Bible means by gentleness. Um, I've got a, one metaphor, which is not going to be going to be not very particularly helpful. But anyway, we'll see. Just finished this book called *The President's Daughter* by Bill Clinton and James Patterson. Anyone read that? Um, he wrote one called The President is Missing. They wrote one. It's Bill Clinton, the ex-president of um, the United States. The drama and action never stop because one author is James Patterson. Every detail is accurate because the other author is President Bill Clinton. <laughs> now, that doesn't sell it to you. I don't know what will. It tells the story of, uh, of an ex-president whose daughter is kidnapped by terrorists. And basically, it's uh, that the ex-president takes matters into his own hands to rescue, or try to rescue, I won't give any spoilers away, to try to rescue his, uh, his daughter. And um, it's, 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 it's not a brilliant book. It's, it's a good book. It's fun. It's quite, it's a page turner. You know, you can rattle it off. But it's, not, it's not very highbrow. It won't challenge you at all. But um, it's quite fun anyway. I think the, the President Is Missing was a better book. But anyway. There was something about the character of the president in this book that, reminded me, that, was, that I was reminded of as I was preparing this sermon. Because you get two sides to this ex-president who's called President Keating. On one hand, you get the intimate, loving, caring father whose heart is breaking over the danger that his daughter is in. And you see this soft, gentle, nurturing heart. And on the other side, you see this ex-Marine, ex-POTUS, you know, who's like kind of all guns blazing. And literally some of the passages, which get a bit tedious, list all the, all the weapons he carries as he goes off in this rampage to try and rescue his daughter. And you get the warrior dad. And there's something about biblical gentleness which reflects both those characteristics. You see... Um, Biblical gentleness, sometimes uh, translated as meekness. And what's really important to remember is that meekness is not weakness. If you don't remember anything else this morning, meekness is not weakness. Meekness means gentle strength or gentle force. It is about having strength, or more specifically, having God's strength, but exercising it with graciousness and gentleness and reserve. It means demonstrating the power you have, but never being harsh with that power. Meekness is not weakness. Um, If I'd been more on top of things this week, uh, I would have asked Chris if we could sing Praise My Soul, The King of Heaven. One of my favorite hymns um, and let me read uh, the third verse. Father like he tends and spares us, well, our human frame he knows. In his hands he gently bears us, rescues us from all our foes. It's a beautiful verse. Uh, but, but what struck me as so I was thinking about this this week was um, the first three lines are about the gentle. Uh, Nurturing, caring, parent love of God. Father-like, he tends like a gardener. He spares us well our fragile humanity, he knows. And he gently bears us in his hands. He carries us. And then the fourth line, actually, I've never noticed this before, is almost slightly um, harsh or jarring. Rescues us from all our foes. You'll never sing it in the same way again. I'll probably just ruin that verse for you. (laughs) But i would always kind of gone, in his hands, he gently bears us, rescues us from all our foes. I don't think that's what this means. I think what this hymn means is this gentle strength, this gentle force. Meekness, but not weakness. Yes, he tends us. He knows us. He gently bears us. But at the same time, he is fighting our battles. He is the warrior king who is rescuing us from our enemies. And that is what Biblical gentleness means. I'm using our passage from Colossians. I just want to highlight five things this morning, very briefly. The first point is this, and I'd like to highlight the short phrase, as God's chosen people. As God's chosen people, we should clothe ourselves with gentleness and those other characteristics. The thing is, if we're God's chosen people, then that means we belong to him. That means we're part of his family, and that means we display the family likeness. So, as I've already said, God's character is this gentle strength. 1 Kings uh, 19, we read this amazing story that is probably very familiar to you, uh, about Elijah, about God speaking with Elijah. And he demonstrates his glory and his power because there's an earthquake and there's a fire the way he really speaks to Elijah is intimately through that very quiet gentle voice and of course Jesus himself was gentle he describes himself in Matthew 11 verse 9 he says take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle or meek and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls So this is what the character of God's people is like. We exhibit the characteristics of the Father and of Jesus the Son. We too will be gentle because we are God's chosen people. The second point I'd like to make about gentleness also comes um, uh, from this passage where it says, clothe yourself. And what I like about this is it is proactive. It is proactive. We, this is something we actively have to do. We don't get out of bed in the morning and click our fingers and we're dressed. We choose what to wear, and we have to put it on. Not only do we have to put it on, we have to pursue it. 1 Timothy 6, 11 says this. So a couple of slides on, please, David. Thanks. But you, man of God or woman of God, pursue gentleness This is such a proactive thing that we have to aspire to. Ephesians 4.2, we're called to be completely humble and gentle. In other words, it is something that surrounds us. It's not one of the garments we wear. It is something we're completely dressed in. Philippians 4.5, let your gentleness be evident to all. That means for me that there's, there's no... There's no hiding the gentleness. That should be a primary thing that people see in us, a gentleness. We should be defined by our gentleness. There should be evidence of our gentleness. So we're to be gentle because we belong to God's family and we reflect the Father, we reflect the Son, and we reflect their characteristics, and we are to be proactive in being gentle ourselves. But what might this look like in practice? Well, I um, I just want to suggest three things. There are so many different ways that we can be gentle, but I just want to suggest three things, and uh, they all come from our reading, the Colossians reading, and I think they all reflect this need to be gentle but strong. And the first of these is that we must forgive one another. This comes out in the uh, the Colossians passage. It says, "Forgive one another, bear with each other." Verse 13, "and forgive one another." I think this is one of the hardest things to do. I think this requires real strength to forgive people when they've hurt us. And the greater the hurt, perhaps the harder and the greater strength we need to enable to act in that gentle, forgiving way towards people. Forgiveness is not easy when we are wounded. Of course, the greatest example that we ever have of this is Jesus, who on the cross, at that place where he'd been crucified, where he'd been beaten, he could have been forgiven for keeping his mouth shut. He could have been forgiven for hurling down abuse on the people that had done this to him. But what does he say? Father forgive them. The strength to be that gentle in that context, in that place, is incredible. So I think that is one example, one area where we need to, where it's very, very hard, but that is one thing that we can do as Christians. We can forgive people who have hurt us, and that requires this gentle strength. So that's the the first of the three things that we can do. The second one is very similar to this. And this is, again, this is, ask the Lord forgave you. So we'll see back on the Colossians passage, please, David. So it says this. It says, bear with each other and forgive one another. Forgive as uh, as the Lord forgave you. Sorry, I think we're on a slide. Forgive as the Lord forgives you. Now the simple point I want to make about this is that if we're to be forgiven, we need to say sorry. Uh, It says in 1 John, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us. If we're to be forgiven, we need to say sorry. And so not only is it very, very hard to forgive people, I think it's also very hard to say sorry. There was an old Peanuts cartoon, you remember Peanuts, Snoopy and all that, it said, uh, love means never having to say you're sorry. But actually that's the complete opposite. Love means you do have to say sorry. And that requires this gentle strength. We have to learn to say sorry and be quick to say sorry. I'm not very good at saying sorry. There's something about the root of our humanity which is too proud, isn't there? And we don't like saying sorry because it means we've done something wrong. One of the things I used to say to my kids when they were little is it's more important to be gentle and gracious than to be right. Sometimes it's important to be right. I'm not saying there's not, I'm not dismissing truth, but in an argument, in a family argument, sometimes it's better to be gracious and gentle than it is to be right. And sometimes that requires the strength to say, sorry. So there is forgiving people when they've done things wrong to us. And there is asking for forgiveness when we know we have done something wrong. And the last, the third, the last thing I think this shows, a way that we can demonstrate this gentle strength comes uh, in this phrase, we are called to peace. We are called to peace. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body, as part of this family, reflecting the gentleness of the Father and the Son, we also are called to peace. Titus 3, verse 2 says this, that we should not slander anyone. We should be peaceable and considerate and always, always be gentle towards everyone. I think this is partly talking about how we react to people, how we react when the pressure is on, how we react when we're hurt, how we react in the heat of the moment. This requires great strength, this gentle strength. We know that God is slow to anger. Throughout the Old Testament, God is often described as slow to anger. For example, Psalm 86, You, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. It takes great strength to be slow to anger. You know how many times we've done that count to 10 thing and exploded at three? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It's not not easy, but this is what this gentleness means. It means being slow to anger because we reflect the character of the Father. It's also hugely beneficial. Proverbs 15.1 says this, A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So actually, if we can achieve this gentleness, this gentle strength, as hard as it is, actually, it will diffuse situations. But if we somehow don't manage to be gentle, what will happen is we will explode, and we will create greater tension and greater anguish and greater anger than there would have been anyway. But if we learn to give a gentle answer, we can diffuse situations. Particularly, um, one last little point, actually, before I sum up. Uh, we're particularly called to be gentle in our evangelism. 1 Peter three fifteen: In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give the reason for the hope you have. It's talking about evangelism, always being ready to talk to people and explain why you have hope and where that hope comes from, it comes from Jesus. But do this with gentleness and respect. So, quick summary and then one final thought. Gent- weak- meekness is not weakness. It's a strength that exercises that strength in a gentle, kind, compassionate, loving way. We are to be gentle because we are God's chosen people. We are to be like the Father. We are to be like the Son who describes himself as meek and humble. This is, gentleness is something we are to pursue. We are to get dressed in it every morning and we should be so covered in it that it is evidence of what we are on the inside. And three particularly hard ways, and I appreciate these are hard, three particular areas where it's hard to exercise this true meekness is when we need to forgive other people, when we need to say sorry for and ask for their forgiveness, and the final one, which has completely slipped my mind, which I've just said about oh, about being um, slow to react, slow to react, and slow to. Uh, to burst out, to hold back from be peaceable, from not using our words to stir up anger, but using our words to turn away wrath. I'd like to just finish with um, a picture. So we have the final slide, thanks David. I don't know if you saw this, Um, because again, better than the uh, President's Daughter book, this um, encapsulates, I think, a little bit more of what, what we're talking about here. Kevin Sinfield and Rob Burrow were uh, rugby teammates, rugby league, and um, Rob Burrow was uh, was diagnosed with motor neurone disease in 2019, and he was great friends with Kevin Sinfield, who's the guy with the headband. And uh, to raise money and raise awareness of motor neurone disease, they they um, launched a uh, a marathon in Leeds um, called the Rob Burrow Leeds Marathon. And because this was the first one, Rob Burrow wanted to take part, so his friend, Kevin, uh, pushed him round the marathon route in a specially, um, a specially designed wheelchair. So he ran the marathon, and then he pushed him, and you've probably seen this on, on the news. As he came to the finishing line, he stopped running, and he lifted, he, he, he leant down into the chair, and he lifted his friend out, and he carried his friend over the finish line. And he gives, there's this intimate moment where he kisses his friend on the cheek. And the friends go across the finishing line together. And I, I just think if that doesn't humanly kind of demonstrate gentle strength, I don't know what it does. What a strong man. I mean, he's a rugby player, so he's got to be a strong man. He's just run a marathon. He's got to be a strong man. He's run a marathon pushing a, a wheelchair. He's got even stronger. What a mighty man he is. And at the end of 26 miles or whatever it is, he picks up his friend and he holds him and he kisses him and he says, We're doing this together. And I think for me, that sums up what this gentleness is all about. Knowing that we are strong in Christ, knowing that we have gifts, but using them in a way which is gracious and compassionate and kind and loving. Let's stand together, because just, um, just before we move on, I just want to do one more thing, because I've, I, it, is, it is very difficult to, to have this gentleness, it's very difficult to forgive those who have hurt us, it is very difficult to put our pride away and to say sorry. It is very difficult to pursue this, it's sometimes very difficult to hold our tongues. But God doesn't say, come on, get on, get on with it, get better. This is the fruit of the Spirit. He gives us the Holy Spirit to equip us and grow this gentleness in us. He doesn't leave us alone, thank goodness. So we're just gonna have 30 seconds silence. I'd like us just to say, come Holy Spirit. I'd like you to welcome the Holy Spirit into your heart again and ask Him to fill you with His gentle strength. Come, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us when we're struggling to forgive someone. Holy Spirit, help us where we're struggling to say sorry. Holy Spirit, help us to be like the Father, slow to anger. Clothe us with gentleness. Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.